0: NBA draft reactions, free agency, and miscellaneous other stuff. Maybe baseball. We'll see. B cut the music. We're back. Six Inside episode 45. 50 approaches quicker by the day. Uh, this is our, I think, second one now. And in- in a 10-day span, that's pretty good for us, especially for the summer. Um, there are external pressures on this call saying that we need to do this, but hey, we enjoy doing it. So definitely feels good to be uh, back in the, in the uh, swing of things. Uh, yeah, so NBA draft was a thing that happened. Uh, we're recording this. This is going to be important, too, on June 27th. The most recent NBA news is that Kyrie opted into his player option uh that doesn't well we'll talk about what that means later but that is the most recent news as of now so uh we're gonna start here just you know pretty cookie cutter winners and losers of the draft uh just kind of explaining the directions of some of the teams so uh where are we gonna start here boys
1: I think we could probably start Spurs. I mean, that's kind of like what we wanted to talk about originally. And I think DeJounte Murray being potentially on the block opens up for a pretty interesting conversation. I like, so also the way that they drafted, I think it kind of shows that they could either keep him or let him go. Like they didn't really draft a guy. That's his direct replacement. You could argue maybe Wesley is, but I think Wesley could also play off ball with Murray. Like, I don't think, I think they could coexist um, but just going down like Sohan, I think that's a great pick for a team that just any team that wants. I don't think he's going to be a superstar wherever he is, but I think he's a very good second or third addition to a really good team. Um, just because he's not going to be a black hole in defense like we've talked about in the past. And uh, he always has that upside for offense. And then I, I talked about how much I like Branham um, in our last episode, but I think they got to steal it. Um, I think he was at tw- like. The 20th pick, um, Branham, but I really like him. I think he's value-wise a great spot for that. I thought he was probably going to go lotto, and I think they are ecstatic to get him there. Um, And then, obviously, Blake Wesley has a ton of upside with his athleticism and his playmaking ability. So I think, overall, the Spurs did pretty well. I think if they keep Murray, they'll probably be, like, what in the same type of position they were this year. If they trade him, they'll probably be in a lot worse position, which – I'll open up the floor. I know we were talking about that before. I don't want to steal everybody's thunder here, but what do you guys think about the Spurs and kind of the direction they're going in?
2: Yeah. You know, I'm really curious to see who they want next year or in, um, in 2023, whether it be in the draft or like be a trade or something, because um, I'm not very, I'm not really sure what direction they're going in because if, if trading, if trading Javante Murray, I feel like he's the caliber of player that you'd want to build around And it seems like that they don't want to be, they don't want to offer him like a a full max contract, which I don't understand because I think if anything, if you offer him that deal and I, I would expect him to continue to live up to that because he's in my opinion, a high caliber player arguably was top 20 in the NBA this year. And I would project him to continue to be at that kind of player. So it's like, why, like, why, why, why would you want to trade him away? I would give him, I would give him the max, you know, like it just seems kind of silly to 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 just kind of trade a moy for some like for like to picks to Atlanta for some reason and if like those picks are probably going to be you know not very good because like they're i would expect them to be like a top 6 team in the east with Duante Murray just for that example so it's just like i just don't know i just don't get it i i agree with that
3: Thanks.
1: What were
3: you saying, Kyler? I think it is interesting because it's like he's not that old. It's not like he's like a player turning 30 that's like kind of not in line with the rebuild. You know, they they got a bunch of young talent, and at some point you need a veteran that can show them the ways of the league and just teach them how to be a professional. And, like, he's, I think, like, 26 going on 27. It's like not – like, that far out of line of, like, the he's rebuild. 25. Yeah, he's 25. Going 25, 26. yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, but I guess in a complete rebuild way, like, he's at his highest value right now in terms of trade value. I don't know exactly what that package would look like. Say, just kind of draft just, I guess – best fit for them not necessarily position wise fit um so they just well, have kind of a pool of talent that will be rumor, interesting to see
2: the rumor trade was gallinari and some picks for murray which, which is that is just like, a
3: contract I, dump
2: yeah yeah i i would doubt gallinari would even you know i i he would probably be on the roster for like 10 minutes yeah, Galinari's not even, he's not,
0: uh, I think he's guaranteed like $4 million for this year, but uh, I'm pretty sure once that trade goes through, the money becomes guaranteed, but it's a one year deal, so they could very easily negotiate a buyout with him. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's an interesting one too with Murray because of like how affordable he is. He's, like getting paid $16.5 and a, half million a year for the next uh, two years. If they did really want to kind of do a mini teardown this year, though, to just completely reposition repossession- themselves for the stacked draft class that is next year, they have like yeah. a shit ton of pieces to do it. And I don't even think you need to move off uh of Keldon Johnson either. I think you keep him around, certainly. Uh, but I mean, just for to, at that point. Yeah, you, like you have to, right? Um, but I'm mainly thinking like Pirtle can absolutely fetch you something too, because the center market this year is, uh, kind of, I mean, this will become a dominating theme probably of this, the market overall for free agents is pretty underwhelming. So a lot of the movement's going to have to come via trade. Uh, and that's, uh, Pirtle is someone that will certainly demand some form of, uh, some form of value. Uh, and he was good last year too. Uh, then other guys you've got McDermott who was okay. Uh, Langford who's washed. I hope that comes back to bite me because I want him to be a good player, but he's not yet.
2: The cell is also kind of interesting, but it's it's kind of not really sure if he's gonna be good or bad. It's like so kind of in between. I,
0: I think they're gonna keep all their young guys that they've picked in recent years. So like,
2: Oh yeah, they'll probably keep him. I was just pointing him out. Yeah,
0: yeah, Vassell's an interesting one because uh, he did show some more as they kind of gave him the floor. Primo's going to be up with the team this year and have a larger role. Uh, it's Primo's been someone that they've believed in from pretty much day one. That's why they took, like, that's why that's why they took him where they did and kind of took on that project. He's uh, only 19 years old at this point, so uh, kind of crazy how uh, him and. Uh, him, Malachi, and Blake Wesley are all the same age, but that's kind of what you get when you're the youngest player uh, in your class. So I'm excited to see what the package actually is. I can certainly see that Hawks package, but I can't help but think that there might be a better one out there. But then like, There's 100% a better one out there. It's, yeah. just, <laughs> it's almost like the contract hurts him, though for salary matching purposes that contract yeah. does make things like
1: you can't move at equal value. Is that what no, you're saying?
2: No, it, Yeah. It becomes it, hard. There's not, yeah. There's not another player that is as like equal value to that on a, on a, on a deal or, or even one that you could like pair A team would with move. Like, multiple. Yeah. 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 With, with multiple <laughs> picks. Cause it's so, like, would, like, for example,
0: let, let's say I'm, I'm throwing the nets in here, right? uh let's say that the nets want to trade for him it would just cost uh you could do it with just joe harris and picks but the issue then becomes you're hard capping your team you can't use any of your exceptions and you're relying strictly on veteran guys but then again how much does that matter because you just got fucking sean type murray yeah um i mean that would be a sick fit <laughs> yeah so it's yeah, that it's, would be nuts. it's something that
2: the, yeah the Curry news
0: <laughs> oh yeah absolutely and i mean it's definitely something that's uh kind of worth playing around with as we uh, continue forward. I wonder too uh, if the Jalen Brunson thing doesn't work out, if the Knicks go out and get him because they, they have definitely the pieces available to go out and do that. Um, I guess that's a good, uh, that's a good segue into the Knicks here. Uh, I liked what they did and that, probably overall in the minority on that um yeah i disagree
1: with you but yeah i, I want to hear why so yeah yeah ahead. so
0: <laughs> they traded out of the first round uh and then traded back into the first round and then traded back out of the first round within like five minutes of each other there was a uh, shams and woes going head-to-head with Jalen Durans heading to the knicks and Jalen durens or wait no it was hornets and pistons right those were the two spots he was headed
3: yeah, yeah, they, they
2: they they weren't sure if they wanted to report the the initial trade that happened mm-hmm. and then the flip, or they wanted to do the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so they
0: were they were right, uh, they were both right. Um, but yeah, so they pretty much freed up a shit ton of cap space there by getting off the Campbell money. Uh, they gave up a smaller first for doing it. Uh and then they ended up getting a, uh, they got a first as well there, I believe. Um, overall though, like when you look at them trading back with, uh, with OKC though, I think it's important to note that given the range that those picks might be in, I'm um, trying to pull up what picks they specifically got. I want to say it was the Wizards and the Nuggets. Um,
2: yeah, but they, they traded the, I think they traded the Nuggets pick to uh Either, I think they traded to Detroit, either Detroit or Charlotte in that trade. Yeah, I'm pulling it up here. Um, I think it was, I think it was to Charlotte. Um, uh, I should have obviously prepared a little bit because, better here. Yeah, because they, they got those three picks from OKC and all of them are like top 16 protected. Yep. So it's like the Knicks are basically, I think they're top 16 protected for the next two years. So yeah. um, they basically are banking on those teams making the playoffs.
0: Yeah, so um, here's a, here's their draft capital for next year, right? So they got, uh, currently as it stands, they have their own first, they have Dallas's first, they have Detroit's first protected, and then they have Washington's first protected. I don't think it's all that out there to say that that Washington pick is going to convey. I think it's fair to say Washington will probably end up being a playoff team in some form, uh, or at least it isn't a it isn't as, let's say, surefire as being like, I don't think that Pistons pick is going to convey yet, right? Um, what are yeah. the protections
2: on the Wizards pick?
0: I think it's 1 through 14, so lotto protected.
2: So protected. So, you, so, okay, are you assuming that Beal stays in that scenario yeah. then? Yeah,
0: okay. I'm assuming Beal stays. Uh, yeah, if Beal leaves there. That oh, yeah. So, the, the protections on that pick, it's a protected next year. Top 12 the year after that, and then top 10 the following year so it does scale in a very very nice way um and there are still ways too for them to get more draft picks as well but the biggest thing though they freed up the cap space here by moving off that kemba contract as it stands now i believe they have about 10 million dollars in cap room which is uh extremely nice for them uh they still have to resign probably mitchell robinson if they don't choose to do that then We'll have kind of some different conversations here, but overall, I think if you get a pick that's in the 16 to 20 range for next year's draft, which is kind of roughly where I'm expecting the Wizards to pick, I think that's going to be way more valuable class-wise than it than the next pick with where they currently were this year would have been, just because of how deep next year's class is compared to this year's. So that's that's why I'm for it. You free up the cap space that you can now use. Uh, they also have even more flexibility, I believe, the following year with how many guys they have on team options, so they can free up like probably two max slots again. Um, and they're yes. going to be really
1: bad this year if they don't like make a yeah. move or two. Like I'm looking at this roster right now, and
0: it's not inspiring.
1: It's it's really bad. <laughs> like, R.J. Barrett and Julius Randall are going to be shooting about 50 shots each a game,
2: and that's about it. The big thing from them is that, like, they really need to they need to move off some of these veterans and be able to give their young players playing time because – or else, like, they just have no vision. And I think from their perspective, it's, like, the guys that were really productive for them down the stretch of the season last year were guys like Obi Toppin and, and quickly.
0: Yeah. And I think kind of building off that, I think Taj is guaranteed gone – uh, they're going to try to move Fournier, probably fail to do so. Um, Cam Reddish should be gone because he, he's not good. Um, yeah, what a useless trade that was. That was pretty cool. I mean, Kevin Knox for Cam Reddish is a, <laughs> yeah. it's a cool just little exchange of t- players. It's
1: just two <laughs> nice and washed players. <laughs> yeah. And they just swapped the same player.
0: Yeah, it's impressive. Um, but, yeah, overall, I understand I'll be in the minority for that, but I, I think you're positioning yourself especially well for for next year. Also, yeah. uh, uh, last thing on the Spurs really quick, their summer league roster is ridiculous. Go look it up. Um, it is like a college all-star team. Yeah. So that's They're going to be a, fun to
1: watch in summer league at, at the very minimum. At the
0: very minimum. Uh, we have uh, Josh Primo and Josh Primo, too, on the same summer league team, so. Uh, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be awesome. All right, who we got up next?
2: We're talking about the um, Thunder.
0: Okay, sure. Um, yeah, we traded three round first round picks for Usman Jang. Uh, it's obviously as we've kind of talked about, the protections aren't uh that serious, so it's it's not like we traded three high like higher value first round, but it's not as a it's it's not as bad as it might look. Um overall though, I'm very satisfied with it, you know. We got at 2, who I thought was my number one player, still believe that. Uh we got both Jalen Williams, which is pretty sick. J Dub and j Will. Uh Arkansas J. Williams is a very uh very Thunder-like player. We got uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl last year, and he really checks a lot of the same boxes of, you know, smart center, can stretch the floor, can move pretty well, too. Uh, not probably only going to ever be a prototypical, like, bench big, but that's fine. Uh Santa Clara Jalen Williams on the other hand though extremely thrilled about that one. Uh, especially yeah, kind of as I can, you. as I continue to do deeper dives into him, uh, I was very, very, uh, excited about what I was seeing. Uh, I definitely think he's going to be able to play both on and off the ball, which is something that Presty really values. And I am excited to see, uh, barring Kevin Durant going back to Oklahoma city this year, uh, what next year is going to bring when we finally uh when we finally turn things around. Expect for them to have some still continued movement, uh, because we need to cut four roster spots as is, which is going to be uh some are easier decisions than some, you know, we've got Michael Green kicking around. Derek Favors might be on the move. Ty Jerome is as good as gone. Uh so there's some decisions still to be made there. Uh of course, Usman Jang, too. They're going to take their time with him. Uh, just, I I don't think he's going to have to play with the ball in his hands, which I think could benefit. From day one, he's going to be able to defend out on the perimeter. And uh, I don't think a single guy we drafted had under a seven-foot wingspan either, which is uh, ridiculous. I think, uh, I think the stat I read was something like 34 feet worth of wingspan was drafted by Oklahoma City, but... I could be completely butchering that regardless, all our guys have super long arms at this point. So, uh, very, very excited, uh, for what the future may hold. Once I, once I find out that Poku is staying on the team, I will be getting his jersey and I will be getting Chet's jerseys to, uh, constantly rep the thin towers. So (laughs) very, very excited, uh, to see how things are, uh, are moving on. Plus we still have, uh, we still have a shit ton of picks left, obviously. Um, so, yeah, very, uh, very, very exciting there. Uh, Lou Dort still kicking around. A little, a little surprised about that. Um, but there's still time for something to potentially happen there. And, uh, yeah, we still have way more. I think somebody would be picks.
2: interested in him for sure.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, here's the thing, like, I'm thinking the most likely thing that happens is his option gets picked up for like this year, which I'm pretty sure it already has. And he plays out this season. And then we either trade him in season or extend him at the end of this season. So it's, I, I I'm going to be crystal clear here too. If the team is competing somehow, they will not shut things down this year. Like that, that's not, that's not something that's going to happen. In the Horford-Shea team, it made sense to shut things down. Plus, those guys were – Horford wasn't dealing with injuries, but Shea was legitimately dealing with injuries that year. Um, but in this case, if if they are somehow able to – I'm not going to say compete for the play-in game, a little higher than that, but if they are somehow in that picture, I don't think you're going to see them shut things down, which is uh, it's exciting. So enough, enough on the Thunder. Um, very, very pleased with how uh, with how things ended up playing out.
2: Um, one team I think I kind of wanted to mention real quick is I really liked the, the trade the 76ers made um, to get uh, uh, Anthony Melton. I thought, mm-hmm. that was a, I thought that was a really nice move to make within the draft because um, like you're saying, Aiden, it's kind of a weak free agency market this year. and I feel like that was kind of the perfect player that they kind of needed for their roster, just somebody who can be, who can, you can start at point and um, play off ball on ball. Um, he, he was, he was, I thought it was a great acquisition. That was very low key and didn't really get like any praise at all during the draft.
0: <laughs> they got uh they got Julian Champagne on a two-way deal as well, which is uh pretty exciting. I'll be interested to see too, who their, uh, their second two-way guy is because they got like, Ton of some of my favorite uh, guys. They got uh, Michael Foster Jr. into camp, which is uh, pretty exciting. Julian Champagne is already on a team two-way deal. Aminu Muhammad's in there, and then, uh, yeah, no, there there may have been one more person, but they have a t- like a shit ton of guys that might end up getting that second two-way spot that can be extremely extremely valuable.
3: Yeah. I guess I'll talk about the Rockets. I think they were a big winner of the draft. Um, I think they probably would have been happy with either Paolo or Jabari, but I think they're probably a little more happy that it went the other way than expected, and they got Jabari. I think uh, kind of just defensively alongside who they got last year in shang Um Think Jabari probably adds a little more on that side of the the ball, and um, you know I think him pairing him with Jalen Green will be super exciting to watch. Um, two very high ceiling uh, um, prospects that they're now adding to the roster, um, and then I also like their other two first round picks Tyrese, and Eason. I think he's going to be an elite defender kind of think about that uh, Herb Jones kind of player that they're adding into a young team and kind of gives them a little bit of an identity. And then you also add Ty Ty Washington towards the end of the first round. Um, There's definitely some questions around him, but I think he has the potential to be, you know, that six man um, kind of guy you can bring in behind Jalen green and, um you know, facilitate the offense and be kind of the leader of that second unit. I think they added three uh important pieces for their future and um you know I really like all three of them I think most of us do some of us are probably in the air on tie tie but what do you guys think of their draft? I'm
1: the person who doesn't like Ty tie I just don't see him being a great NBA player'm I'll be happy to like hear Garrett like tell me I'm wrong every 30 seconds if that ends <laughs> up happening. But I just don't I don't see him. I think he's just a god The only reason why he was talked about lottery graded is because of like the necessity of guards. There's like not that many guards in this draft class. And I think that's the only reason why he was in the lottery in a lot of people's projections. And that's another reason why he slid down to 29, is because maybe he's not as good as we're initially thinking. However, Jabari like we like Kylie just said steel in my opinion um he probably fits better for the Rockets than Jabari or than Paulo would have just because of that size and length you kind of need that defensive uh presence in in the paint which they're kind of lacking on um where Paulo to the magic makes a lot more sense because they already have a little bit of that defensive presence and then Tari Eason just hammers home more defensive presence so I really like both fits I think the Rockets are going to be a really fun team to watch again this year their summer league team's definitely going to be fun to watch as well um, looking forward to the Spurs Rockets
0: championship. Yeah, run it back there. Uh, I, I really like the uh Rockets draft. Uh, I think this is I'm assuming this is year two where I've said that. Um they've got a ton of interesting uh decisions coming up. It does sound like John Wall is gonna get bought out. Uh We'll see where he ends up uh, once that does happen. Um, Outside of that, though, uh, they're going to have to free up roster space. Kenyon Barnett Jr. is going to be on the move somewhere. Uh, Jayshon Tate might be on the move.
1: Uh, He's good. He he could be good for a contender.
0: Same with, I think, Kenyon Barnett Jr. Yeah. spot At the end of the bench, too. But the issue is, like, I totally get why they would be moving these guys, given who they picked up. Um,
1: I would have a tough time moving on Jayshon Tate, assuming – I don't know what his contract situation is, so I can't definitely say that. But in a perfect world, I would definitely. I just think he's such a versatile player.
0: Yeah. So I, I think with, with Jay Sean, the issue is he's going to be 27 this year. Oh, okay. Well, so like, yeah.
1: he was an old ass rookie then,
0: wasn't? he? Yes. Yes, he was. He was a 25 year old rookie. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay. Um, All right, that so makes sense. you should go get uh, go get your go get your bread
1: from a contender.
0: Yeah, um, and then you have like Daishan or uh, Daishan Nix as well, still kicking around there to Garrison Matthews. So I'm. Is Daishan Nix the guy? Where did he play? Was he ignite? Okay, he was the UCLA commit, and then he decommitted, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. He he looked really good in the G League last year, um, hmm. causing them to give him a guaranteed deal. I want to say they took him in. They either took him in the second round or signed him as an undrafted guy, but uh. Overall, I'm I'm hoping this doesn't make Usman Garuba expendable because that would make me really sad. I, I like Usman still. But uh, Usman and Tari Eason, in large part, probably fill the same role. Usman should be a better defender, whereas Tari should be a better offensive player. So it'll definitely be interesting to see how uh, how those two are able to play off of each other. Eric Gordon, don't be surprised if you see him get absorbed into some team's trade exception coming up here. Uh, I don't think the Rockets need much back for him. Definitely, they don't want contracts. So, I'm thinking trade exception and a pick, or let's say, let's say they if they somehow end up with Gallinari, I don't know. I don't think the math works, but if they get Gallinari and a first for Eric Gordon, that wouldn't surprise me either. Um, so, expect Gordon to finally, at long last, be on the move here.
3: Eric um, Gordon on the Hawks would be fire.
0: Yeah. Have you guys seen the uh, the two K my player, uh, voicing voice acting that he did a few years back? If not, not. you I'm I'm gonna send the link uh, once we're done here. You guys need to check that out. I want to say it was two K fourteen. Him and Dion Waiters, it was like him, Dion Waiters, and Marcus Morris were all like part of the my career, depending on what team you played for. And they had the worst voice acting performance. Like Dion was, Dion was talking so slow that the they literally would cut off his lines, even though the subtitles would still show the rest of the lines, and it would immediately like it would pull up the text option because he wasn't getting through what he had to get through. Um,
3: was he on his flight gummies?
0: Yeah, dude it it sounded like it. <laughs> it, it definitely sounded like it um eric gordon was very uh he sounded very excited during his but it came across as like a cheesy it was, it was a, yes yes exactly um that's awesome <laughs> very fun uh, to those listening if you haven't uh go go check that out it's an older video but it's a goodie um i'm going okay, to get to tra- yeah i was, I, I I was, was about to, to say, we need here. to talk about the pistons um Holy shit! They locked into Jaden Ivy, like and holy... Jalen Duran. What do you mean and, <laughs> they locked into Duran. But I think the Ivy one though specifically oh, okay. is like that is a picture perfect guard to play off of Cade Cunningham. Like you cannot craft a better guard to play off of him. Uh, I I am in shock that they were able to pull that off. They need to hold on to him as well and not let him go durin as well great acquisition obviously you guys know how i feel about him um it's it's a young and -and up-and-coming team there's still a glaring hole at the four they're gonna make a run at mikael bridges or sorry miles bridges i did this to my friend who's a Suns fan last night and made him freak out a little bit uh (laughs) they're going to make a run at miles bridges i already know i don't i don't know how much you want to pay him but if you do truly want to like Make the playoffs this year, go get Miles Bridges, and I believe that that team is probably good enough with Miles Bridges to make the playoffs. Hundred percent,
1: they're like, really good. Like I, yeah. I, love their roster, which is unfortunate because they're in the Central. They've they're set up so well for the like almost the immediate future too. Yep, Sadiq Bay is going to be such a great like six man or whatever role he ends up playing. I think he's going to start. I hope he starts. He should start. Um Isaiah Stewart's gonna be a really good big off the bench now, with Duran assumingly probably starting a majority of the games. Um who else did they have? <laughs> did Bagley play at all at the end of this? Bagley last was year? really good. Yeah,
3: for he was that's decent. hype.
1: Could yeah. he play the four?
0: Yes. Uh I, I think you probably wanna shoot a little higher than him. So right mm-hmm. now the projected uh starting lineup or the projected depth chart you've got uh cade ivy sadiq bay uh bagley and then isaiah stewart i'm assuming durin comes off the bench to start um, Yeah. still a little raw that three position those kind of they have isaiah livers who was also very good last year for them but could be empty stats we'll uh we'll see um but yeah, no. Bay uh, Bay was good for them. Bagley was. Uh, I'm getting his full stats up here. He's a restricted free agent this year, so it'll be interesting to see how they manage that. Yeah, um, he Bagley's getting paid a lot of money to not do shit. Yeah, so he averaged in Detroit. He averaged fourteen point six and seven on fifty five percent from the field. So oh,
1: okay, that's pretty yeah. good. Saban Lee's also not bad. No, they've been stashing him. Um, Frank Jackson. Don't hate him. I don't know if any of these guys are up on contract and we got to shout out our Italian sniper, bro. Oh
0: yeah. Gabriel. He, uh, (laughs) Yeah, he made it. I don't know if he's coming over this year. Um, but definitely excited for, uh, for him to get drafted. His, uh, I need to find his first highlight reel where they just showed him picking up the basketball as a highlight. Um, (laughs) I, I mixed up his and Spagnuolo's, uh highlight reels, because uh, I think it was Prashida has the really wide base when he shoots, so it yeah. looks like his leg's going to snap in half mm-hmm. because he's going to land wrong. Um, I got to find the original uh, the original video that I watched of him, but it was crazy. He shoots how, you,
1: he shoots how you, like a gym teacher teaches you how to shoot a three-pointer.
0: Yeah, and especially like
1: when and you're in that... Yo-
3: cookie jar.
0: Yeah, and, w- <laughs> and when you're that younger age, too, and you can't quite get the ball up to the rim from distance, so you got to like do a little bit of a lunge too. Like he's, he's got that down pat. Um, But still extremely, extremely exciting. Uh, Of course, Troy Weaver continues to fucking kill it up there. No surprise as a, uh, as a Presti guy, Um, as a Presti disciple. So.
1: All right. Well, AIDS in Seattle had to sign off. So Kyle and I are going to bring it home by talking about our favorite teams, just like what everybody wants to hear. Um so I guess I'll go first. The Bucks had I don't know. It like I going into the draft I wasn't really if we traded up that's when I would have been like okay we're trading up for like somebody who can contribute day one. Um but once we stayed put at 24 and like we ended up drafting Bochamp, I was like you know what if this guy turns out to be pretty solid that's cool. If not, that's cool as well. Um, he seems like a great dude. I'm glad we're giving him a shot in the NBA. Um, seems like an easy guy to root for. Uh, right off the bat, just like not knowing a whole lot about him, I'm thinking maybe like a Matisse-Tyble type role to start off his career. And hopefully he, he compared himself to Paul George's offensive game. So he thinks he's about to be one of the goats. So, I mean, if that's the case, we'll take it. If not, at the very minimum, he's six six with like a, I think, six nine wingspan. Really good defender in the G League, played against grown men. He's a little older um, than a typical rookie. I think he's, I want to say he's like 21. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. And then the other guy we grabbed was uh, Hugo Besson. He's 21 also, champ. so a little bit older. But we we took Besson, Uh and it was said, I think, either yesterday or today that he was going to be, Um, stashed overseas for this season. Um, which honestly, I'm not too upset about. This guy's actually, if you haven't watched him, Kylie, he's really fun to watch. He like has pretty nice handle, and he he he's a really really good shot. It's that's about all he can do. Um, so he's pretty much just stuff. Curry. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) but i mean at the very minimum he pops off overseas and then turns into like a projected lotto pick type guy or like maybe a first round grade like if he would have stayed overseas so maybe we can move him for uh i don't know like a contributor like an eric gordon type guy um somebody later on this season but i mean overall the bucks didn't really do a whole lot um to make me like change any opinion about the season i'm excited to see if Bo chance any good but you know what if he's not he's not but I am excited to talk Pacers with you because as everybody knows already, I love Benny math and I
3: think. Yeah. I do too. yeah. I'm, uh, definitely happy with our draft. Um, seen, you know, a lot of fan pages and obviously it's a little Indiana bias, but people have wanted us to trade up for Jay Nivey and I like Jay Ivy. I think he'll be a good player. And, um, but I'm kind of glad we didn't do that. I think it just adds a lot of unneeded pressure for a player that still needs some development. And um, I think Matherin's kind of a better fit for us at the moment. I think he can play more of a wing, um, which is something that we desperately need. And it seems like he actually wants to be in Indiana, which is a big thing for us as a small market team. Um, We've lost players in the past, as you know. Um, So, yeah, um, him and Halliburton were together the day before the draft and just seems like it's a it was a meant to be thing. He when he worked out for us and interviewed with our uh, front office and coach, he asked to come back for a second workout in the evening because he was in town and wanted to get some more work in, and so Carlisle met him at the gym, and they, you know, talked ball and worked on a few things, and we ended up getting our guy. so definitely happy with that. Um, and then I've al- always liked Andrew Nemhard. I think he, he's a ready-to-go player. Um, I think he'll be kind of a off-the-bench point guard for us, which we kind of have overload at the moment. Um, which kind of leads me to my next point. But I'll briefly mention Ken- Kendall Brown also. Um, we moved up to get him. He was a guy that some people had projected towards the end of the first round. He was a five-star high school prospect. Um, Didn't – wasn't great for Baylor last year, but I think, you know, he's a young player, 6'8", wing-type guy that, you know um in the right system and development he could grow into a good player so happy we kind of took a shot at him um so overall i'm happy with the three we brought in i will say that i wish we would have moved brogdon during the draft either got another first round pick or some picks for the future but based off drafting to uh guards if you consider and that i mean we've got to make a move for him so i'm guessing that they have some sort of plan um we've been in talks with different signing trades like ayton or brunson or miles bridges so be interesting to see if we use brogdon for that but um other than that yeah i'm overall pretty happy about it um Still interested to see what moves we make. We have, like I said, Brogdon and TJ McConnell still. um, I think they'd rather give the tread to Halliburton, Nemhard, Duarte, guys like that that they still kind of want to see more from.
1: Yeah, I think the Pacers are – they're in a good enough position. I think – I know AIDS is really high on the 2023 draft class, so I think if you can just move Brogdon for even, like, according to AIDS, <laughs> uh, like what, what did he say? Like late lottery is just as good as like what 16 through 20 in this draft. So if that's the case, then, Hey, I would, I would take whatever from that 2023 draft, but that's yeah. all like maybes. Uh, and I know like at the time, you always just, like, I'd rather just have this player be drafted right now. Like, let's get rid of Brogdon right now. Right. But I think they probably made the right decision keeping on to him um, just because I'm sure they could have maybe got, like, traded up to, like, get – like, who would you have wanted in the lottery, like, assuming you get, like, a late lottery pick for Brogdon in this draft? Who would you have targeted from, like – I don't know. We'll just go 14 through 20. Would you have wanted, like, Mark Williams or, like, uh, A.J. Griffin? That kind um... of player?
3: Yeah, I think I'd have been interested in like Duran. Oh yeah, um, cool. Tari Easton, Laravia. I know we were high on. Oh, yeah, um, we didn't
1: even shout him out. Well, our weekly shout out of Jake Laravia. Shout out <laughs> for getting drafted, King.
3: Yeah, I don't know, guys like that. I I yeah. think uh, I would be satisfied if we moved him for a pick in the 2023 draft because we'll already have two first round picks um we have the the Cavs coming next year and then we'll have our own and I'm not expecting us to be great so I'm sure we'll be in the lottery again um so yeah, yeah I mean if we could have three first round picks in next year's draft which is supposed to be way better than this one I'll I'd be really happy with that um I mean, as, like, a leader, I think Brogdon's good, and he would be good for our young players. I just kind of would rather see the playing time go elsewhere, but. Yeah, I, I get most... that.
1: Like, if you're, if they're going to commit to the rebuild, you might as well get rid of the guys that, like, you brought in for the win now mentality. Yeah. but And the Miles Turner experiments way past his prime. You knew yeah. he was going to be a bust when he was partying at Butler frat parties. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, um, I'm honestly fine with keeping him at this point, but who knows if we could get I mean, something good.
1: Like Aide said, the center market's a hot commodity right now. So yeah, I'm I sure think we could probably get overpay.
3: more for him than we should be. but
1: Like if the Bucs had the assets, they would have already done that, I'd assume, because Brook Lopez is a corpse.
3: Yeah, um, like he's good defensively, and he could spread the floor. He's not the best three-point shooter, but he'll hit it.
1: Yeah. He's just long, like, it just, he's kind of a pussy. Like, he just
3: gets, yeah, a lot he just doesn't get rebounds.
1: Yeah. Which is kind of an issue when you're a center. But eh, somebody's going to overpay for him, I'd assume, like, midway through the season, if I had to guess. And that's the other thing. I feel like with Brogdon and Turner and then Duarte and Halliburton, like, that's a good ass roster. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you kind of need, if you want a full tank, you got to trade some of those dudes before, like, you guys mess around and make like the playing game by accident or some shit. (laughs) And I also, I, I think I'm officially happy that you guys didn't take shade sharp. I think Benedict Matherin's just like a lot more of a sure thing, except for he can't really dribble that well. I remember I was watching an Arizona game and I texted like AIDS and I was like, does Benedict Matherin like know how to dribble? (laughs) So like, I think he needs to work on his playmaking a little bit, but like, he's going to be off ball a lot more than not. And We've already seen that he can carry a good team pretty far um, with the tournament, but I feel like we we can kind of wrap up lottery or not lottery. uh, I guess
3: last thing I would say is I really like uh, the Pelicans taking Dyson Daniels. That defense is about to be elite and they like didn't necessarily need like a specific position. I think they're pretty set if they get Zion back. Um, And he looks
1: good right now.
3: Yeah. And I I just think, like, if you have Dyson Daniels, Herb Jones, Alvarado, like Zion on the same court, like, sheesh.
1: Yeah, they're going to be fun to watch at the very, very minimum. Um, And, like, also playing into the Dyson Daniels, he was picked in our mock draft. Our mock draft actually did a lot better than I was expecting. Yeah, Like, we had a lot of guys go to the teams that we picked. So, shout out us a little bit there, I guess. Um, except for Seattle's Orlando Robinson 30th (laughs) boy didn't even get drafted (laughs) Yeah. but besides that sorry Seattle but besides that I mean it was pretty good um so as we were recording the 2022 Gavit games were announced which if you're not familiar that's the big 10 versus big east challenge pretty much uh and Butler's in it this year we're playing at Penn State um I think Penn State's actually going to be pretty solid this year, so this could actually be a pretty good game. I don't think they're going to be tournament solid, so it's not going to help us a whole lot with net and RPI, whatever, whatever the NCAA is deciding that they want to care about this year. But <laughs> I mean, at Penn State, so it's going to be away, so it's a potential Q two win, I would guess for Butler. Mm-hmm. If we don't win that game, I'll be kind of upset. Um, but it's kind of a cool homecoming little experiment with um, Micah Shrewsbury formerly an assistant coach under Brad Stevens, um, Indianapolis kid, guy. He's uh, – his son is from – or where did he – did he play at a – well, he played at Indy Elite. I don't know if he went to high school here. But he's got Indiana ties, so it's pretty cool that they're playing. Um, just looking through this list. IU at Xavier is going to be a great game.
3: Yeah. I might try to go to that.
1: That would be fun. I wouldn't – I wouldn't mind seeing that either. The only thing is you'd have to, like, be at a Xavier game, so –
3: Yeah, and it'll probably be during the week. But
1: Oh, that's true. That that would keep tickets a little lower. But I just – I can't stand going to Xavier games when they go, like they do that fucking stupid who shit.
3: Yeah. Anyway,
1: I'm looking at this. There's some good matchups. Not as good as in years prior because obviously Villanova's maybe not going to be as good as they were. I think they're going to be really good because Cam Whitmore seems very legit. But Villanova at Michigan State's gonna be solid. I bet they were pissed because they're about to get Jay Wright versus Izzo, but Jay Wright said so yeah. to that. I think um what was it? Marquette at Purdue is gonna be a really good game.
3: That'll be a good game.
1: And then Iowa at Seton Hall. Yeah, I like that
3: one too. Oh,
1: those those four are all pretty good. I think the matchups are fun. The bottom tier, unfortunately, we got a lot of, of the bottom tier big 10 teams. Um, With Nebraska, Northwestern, and Minnesota, less so Minnesota, more so Nebraska and Northwestern. Are they not have like
3: everyone?
1: So it rotates. I don't. I don't get why we don't just have enough
3: teams to fill all the Big East teams. Like,
1: yeah, I don't get that either. I think. I think it has something to do with scheduling for the Big Ten because they play non-conference games. Yeah. Yeah, and they started like doing that where they play like. They started so the big
3: like Big 10 games like yeah. before.
1: So I think those will probably be around the same time as Gavit games. If I had to guess, that's usually yeah. the time period, but regardless, and they're
3: also in the big 10 ACC challenge. Yeah. And then the big East is also in that big 12 one. Right.
1: Yep. Yeah. And we have Kansas state for that, which is another eh, one for us. We kind of got screwed just because of our past records, but yeah. I'd rather start out beat some power power six teams um and just yeah. like get the momentum up even if it's Penn State that's still a good win like we played uh we beat Northwestern a few years ago um when Kamara hit that game winner and like at the time Northwestern was like maybe a tournament team they ended up making the tournament so it helped a resume a lot more than it would have so it's like teams can surprise you like I said I think Penn State could be a surprising team regardless so that could be good yeah I'm not sure I'm not so sure about Kansas State yet but overall I don't, overall, yeah, I don't know
3: who Penn State added or lost but they started playing a lot better towards the end of the year last year.
1: And Shrewsbury's a great coach. I know they kept – do you remember uh, Pickett was his, his name? Um, he played for Siena. Do you know who I'm talking about? We had talked about him a long time ago. I think it was uh, like two or three years ago. What's his first name? Uh, Jalen Pickett, Siena. Yeah. But he's back. So they'll have him, Seth London. They keep that I big? Um, that,
3: I think he's foreign maybe. I, I don't know. Let's yeah, see. Seth Lundy's a dog, too. Yeah, Seth
1: Lundy's a dog. So I think they should be pretty solid. I'm sure they did some good work in the transfer market. And they have Keve yeah. and Jai coming in, who's a Butler target. He played at Lu. They have oh, Shrewsbury's yeah. son coming in. So they have some good guys coming in. Overall, I think this is a game Butler should win, um, and I'm hoping we do. But that's probably for another day. Um, and when the full schedule comes out, we'll probably have a little podcast for that. But I think we can probably end this one unless you have any lingering thoughts.
3: Um, No, I just, uh, <laughs> I've been entrenched in Auburn football message boards and let's just <laughs> say football recruiting overall is just an absolute wild thing. And Auburn's currently is an absolute disaster. So (laughs) um, it'll be interesting to see how that all turns out. But it's kind of impossible to recruit when they try to put all these allegations on you after your first year. And you have no absolute, no stability and no kid wants to recruit or commit to a school where God knows if the coach is going to be there next year.
1: Yeah, fuck
3: that. So, that, that's yeah, a bad situation and also a four-star quarterback is now getting ten million dollars in the NIL market. So, who's that? That uh kid that just committed to Miami allegedly had a accepted a nine and a half million dollar NIL deal to Miami after turning oh down an eleven million dollar offer from Florida. So, if four-star quarterbacks are going for that, uh, it's going to be a very, <laughs> very interesting college football landscape moving forward. Yeah. And Auburn football will be very far behind everybody. So. Think
1: so? They don't have any big donors?
3: It's just uh They're the NIL – Collective right now is a disaster there. No one can agree on anything. And the big money people – I mean, the CEO of Apple is an Auburn alum and he just doesn't want to get involved, apparently. And the head guy is just – the C- uh,
1: Butler would not have lost a game in the last five years. Yeah. I would be giving – A majority of my money to Butler.
3: (laughs) It's just also like no one even knows the rules of NIL. Like that's true. They say they're gonna crack, like investigate, like all the NIL deals. Like okay, like we'll see. Yeah, but if they do, do like a lot of people are gonna be screwed. But like most likely they're not. So yeah,
1: they're not gonna do shit. Who knows? They won't do shit to any team that actually matters. They'll talk like, over like SMU for giving 10 bucks yeah. to some random dude off the street again. They're like, Oh, well, second time that you get the death penalty.
3: Yeah. It's just. Uh,
1: All right. Penn State's transfers aren't that bad. Actually. I just looked at them. They got Andrew Funk from uh, where's the school. Bucknell. He averaged 17 a game. That's pretty good. good and then record. Cameron Winter from Drexel. To average 15 a game
3: so i'll solid. take that
1: yeah that should be solid college football recruiting is just a whole nother thing like that's why it's it's, it's, it's so, so messy it's just that's why it's like if you're a fan of an sec team it's fun but pretty much outside of that i just would hate it because like wisconsin like i don't give a shit about who we recruit they're probably going to just be good in two or three years they're yeah not gonna be good first year yeah So that I think that's a little bit of the difference. It's just like it's like that's what's gonna happen. They should make a damn reality
3: show of like SEC football recruiting. Like it would be absolutely insane. I mean they would never yeah. do that because there'd be so many rules broken, but Bro. Yeah,
1: it be like it's like that uh that Trump documentary, like which is like fucking over like people right now about
3: yeah like,
1: January sixth. It's like, well, it was all in the documentary, so like obviously it happened. Yeah. Same, like Nick Saban's just like taking them out on his yacht, like in the fucking Gulf. Like, hey,
3: yeah,
1: here's a hundred thousand dollars that we're not gonna say that. And also,
3: on a, like, side note of recruiting, like, Clemson is at the point where they have, they've built up the clout and the prowess to be able to, when kids are, like, still, like, they visit Clemson, they have a Clemson offer. Clemson basically says, you're going to commit to us or we're going to pull your offer and basically gives them a uh, ultimatum ultimatum that's just like commit to us right now and don't take any more visits or we're gonna pull your offer and oh my god <laughs> let's just say they're, they've they been getting a lot of commits so <laughs> um Jesus about Christ. four kids that were supposed to visit auburn like after their clemson visit all said yeah we're not coming anymore and committed proceeded to commit to clemson so
1: that's pretty i mean Shout out it's to just Addo, a, I guess that's yeah insane. I mean
3: if you can do that you might as well but it's just like these are 17 year old kids like let them go
1: yeah that's visit, yeah that's, true. that's pretty decision. disrespectful
3: <laughs> but I mean shit. it's not like Clemson's a bad choice but still like let yeah. the kid have a choice
1: yeah <laughs> that's true I don't know I mean, the it's fact messy. that Clemson it makes sense
3: <laughs> but it's so messy and it's Honestly, the message board's fun for drama, but like, it's uh, it'll be interesting to, the Butler to see. Basketball message board, not a whole lot going on. Yeah, right it's now, probably not, probably not Which, as toxic as this.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure on Auburn's, you just like see a five star so that doesn't commit to Auburn. It's like, oh my god, this is we dead.
3: Fire like, the coach. Yeah
1: yeah butler's like we offer a three-star and like oh my god we're shooting so high now yeah. <laughs> like, this kid's just like, gonna he's be just... a
3: four-star by the end of the year <laughs> yeah.
1: like we 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 offered this kid finley biz jack who could uh, like i've seen him play he actually does look pretty good but like he's a three-star right now and everybody's like oh my god this is a must get by thad right now she's like all right guys but you know what if finley commits to us he's had a terrific um circuit au circuit so you never know. I, he didn't really play that well when I saw him play, but he was getting into the paint a lot as a point guard, which is something we lack um, this past year. So I don't know. We'll wrap it up. If you yeah. still, if you're still listening, I am shocked, but okay, I appreciate it. We <laughs> just, Kylie just, just talked about Auburn recruiting. That's awesome. We could probably honestly it. just
3: do a whole episode on that. Oh my God. Yeah. It's uh Maybe when college football season comes around, we'll do a little uh, recruiting talk. But yeah, I would, it's, be uh,
1: that. I would be more of a listener than a talker. It's that. messy,
3: <laughs> and it's right. it's honestly interesting. But yeah,
1: <laughs> all right. Um, until next time, thank you for listening. Yeah, and see you. Peace.